0: Welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess.
1: Well, howdy there, broads. Oh. Hi, broads. (laughs) (laughs) Becca, you know, Mercury Retrograde or whatever is happening... Has it? It was off to a good start. I'm not gonna lie.
2: I think he was born on the day, first day of the retrograde. Okay, okay, or something like that. And I was like, you know what? Where things are good, and lately they're just falling apart.
1: <laughs> it's
0: just
2: <laughs> <laughs> how are things are you, on your end? How's the retrograde? Well, I just want to just I you? do have to
1: take a quick moment to just give you some major props because Rod's, Becca has Ruthie. She's got Br- Franklin breastfeeding trying to set up all the audio herself everything's falling apart and you still have such a good attitude through it and i just have to say blessings (laughs) upon blessings to you because i would have thrown the computer across the room and snapped it in half uh bitch it's like okay
2: yes it's so much drama broads you have no idea like it wouldn't even be that hard you know i'm like okay put ruth down for her nap Got that going. Got him fed. Okay, let's do this. Normally, it's just plug it in. Let's go. It's been nothing but hiccups. <laughs> nothing first but- of all, I first of all today I FaceTimed Evan twice to get set up, and apparently he was on his phone the whole time and just didn't get any FaceTime notifications. He was sitting right so next <laughs>
1: to me. The phone was not. Nothing was happening. Okay, like then, is Evan getting my facetimes? I'm just like, no.
2: Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm trying to set things up. Find out my computer is broken. Yes, we're literally zooming on phones. It's so (laughs) absurd. You know, okay. you know what else? What? Tell me. Retrograde has not been limited to uh, technical issues, technology, technical issues. You know what happened not last night, but the night before? What? We decided to leave the door to our bedroom open for the cats to come in. I don't know why. Normally we shut them out. Okay. I wake up in the middle of the night, not because of Franklin, but because I feel something crawling up my leg. And do you know what that was? No, stop. A cockroach. No, stop. A huge cockroach. And I woke up out of my sleep, like kicked whatever it was off my leg with my foot, threw back the blankets, and a huge cockroach like this big, obviously started screaming, woke Grayson up and oh my god there was that could barely go back to sleep finally did how, and then how the could next you even morning oh my god the next morning as i'm sitting going <laughs> through my phone i look over and there is a, another huge dead cockroach next to me on the bed and i'm pretty sure it's just the cats bringing it in i mean they have access to the outdoors and i'd like to think my house isn't completely roach infested <laughs> i scheduled the pest control as soon as they had was next monday so <laughs> pray for me <laughs> we shut the cats out and lo and behold when we open the bedroom door there is a dead mouse in front of the door that they Stop. apparently brought to us I
1: mean night. it was a
2: gift but also like I mean it's can- better than me waking up to it, that crawling yeah. up my leg because lord mean, knows what? I would have lost my goddamn mind
1: I'll be real with you I feel like I can handle most cre- cre- like crawly creatures a cockroach I can't handle it no no no, no. I can't do the no, cockroach no, 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 no. it's much too crunchy there's something but I would take crunch.
2: I agree. They're, they're, they're like rotten little creatures. Just, I I would take a spider on my leg any day to a cockroach on my leg.
1: Yeah. If I'm walking down the street in LA and I, and there's like a cockroach that runs across the street, my day's ruined for the next hour. I just can't stop thinking about it. (laughs) What do you hate more rats or cockroaches? Um, I don't, I actually
2: don't hate rats. Okay. I'm talking in the context of being in your home.
1: Oh, not your pet. Definitely cockroaches. Oh. Every once in a while when we've had like a rat or a mouse in the house and I can hear them I'm just like, "Hello." <laughs> can you hear me? <laughs> okay, the mice are cute. The mice are super <laughs> cute. Um and but
2: I remember one time in downtown LA, I flashed my headlights underneath. a Have you ever done this underneath
1: a dumpster? Yeah, that is beneath. a little traumatizing. <laughs> it looks like something out of it looks um, like Ratatouille. Yeah, it's like a it's like Indiana Jones, like a moment from Indiana Jones, and you're just like, oh, am I like crawling right all over now. each
2: other? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. It's that part of the ride at Disneyland when all of a sudden like, you hear the rats coming yes. and they like blow air on you, so you like feel like you feel them? Except, Honey, I shrunk the audience. <laughs> I oh, I. Hated that,
2: I did too. I hate. I think it. I made my mom take me out of there when I was little because it scared me so
1: bad. I went in with my baby sister at the time; she was young, and even through that, I was the older one, and I made <laughs> us leave. And she was like, "Can we stay?" And I was like, "No, this is horrifying." <laughs> Fuck you, Disney. I will, <laughs> I will not take part. In that. Oh, dare you make me suffer through this? I just did the Bugs Life thing. I got jammed in the back. <laughs> <laughs> My backbone wasn't right for weeks, okay? <laughs> I could sue. And If you're making me experience this, I refuse. Oh, I miss Disneyland, though.
2: Are you, I was going to say, are you guys going to go to Disneyland when it opens?
1: Um, I'm going to say that probably is going to be a hard no for a hot minute <laughs> because as much as I trust Disney and that they're going to do a great job keeping everything clean and sanitized, that just feels like a hotbed. And I don't know if I want to be the one. Children,
2: you know, small children, especially everywhere.
1: Oh. I know I'd, I'd bring Ember into Disneyland and she'd be licking for some reason, licking like the side <laughs> of like the railing. And I'm like, I've never seen you do this before. Why are you doing this I know, now? I know
2: what you're talking about. You're talking about a little kid thing where they're like standing there like
1: ah, ah, like, yeah, they're holding on to like the pole waiting. And then they're like, like licking it and sucking it. And I'm like, why are you doing that all of a sudden? <laughs> I get you're not thinking about that's it. so real. <laughs> but I just watched that man who's eating a very greasy hot dog wipe his hand on that and then you... <sighs> oh, God. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. So but that's Mercury how the retro retrograde has bed. been real. So Broad's... You know, I'm sure at some point there's going to be something that happens in the middle of this episode. Like, all of a sudden, the audio is going to cut. We're going to have an earthquake. You know, we're going to lose (laughs) cameras. Something's going to happen. So sorry about it. Bear
2: with us. Bear Bear with with us. us. By the way, we are recapping. So apparently there's no greatest of all time Bachelor episode Monday. No. So Tuesday's episode, we actually are going to recap.
1: So yeah, I know he we said
2: episode. I know don't know said. if that's confusing.
1: So that's so yes, this week's episode, which was the original Bachelor and Bachelorette, of which we were like, no, we're not going to. And Beck and I went back and forth numerous times because we know we're going to have fun recapping it. It was just I'm kind of stoked. It's going to be fun.
2: Outfits. I want to see like, fun.
1: it was more of the thing of like you and I were talking. Oh my god, is any or any of the broads going to even watch this right, because yeah. it's just so old and it's going to be so grainy. Well, but how many people we'll are watching
2: Bachelor Greatest of All Time?
1: I don't know that's actually. What I, wanna know. I haven't checked reality uh, Steve's like numbers. I know For he the was... rating numbers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, So yeah, that's what episode will be dropping on Tuesday. We will be doing the recap of the original Bachelor Bachelorette goat yeah. episode, and then back to the regular recaps that are, that will be airing, I guess, next week or the following week. Excuse me, and then on Thursday. We have a very special guest that... I'm psyched. I'm so excited. They are incredible, and they have some really, really interesting stories, and you all are going to absolutely love them, so very excited.
2: (laughs) Keep it vague, because that way, if they don't work out, it can apply to anyone, you know? (laughs)
1: Exactly.
2: (laughs) They are incredible. You're going to love them. It's going to be an awesome episode. Tune in. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Uh... Every week, just do that. It's just so big. Um... But yeah, oh, speaking of Reality Steve, before we get into some of these Ask Us Anything moments, uh, Reality Steve confirmed Claire. And I think Claire posted that photo of herself, which it wasn't like a full-blown confirmation that her journey was starting, but it was her very oh, yeah. journey. <laughs> and you saw her in that Palm Springs hotel. So, Broads, they're filming Claire's season right now in Palm Springs. I'm so excited. Oh my God. <laughs> and this, it's going to be... I th- I think it's going to be the most dramatic season ever. You know they're
2: going to have to get creative with the sleep deprivation because they don't have like time. They're not going to have time changes or long red eye flights or anything like that.
1: True, but even without <laughs> the sleep deprivation, I'm thinking maybe it won't be as dramatic for Claire. But the men are going to be in one location with each other for like two and a half months, or yeah, however many weeks. So I feel like there's going to just be a lot of I drama. Wonder if-
2: I wonder if it is going to film quicker, though, since they don't have to have travel days.
1: Very true. Very true. They can film like literally day to day.
2: Yeah, because when we were filming, we would usually have like maybe a two-day break because we'd have to have a travel day. Sometimes we would have like a packing day, a travel day, and then like an unpacking day, basically. And like I'm guessing in the day after we'd travel, they'd have to like get all the dates, locations set up, like.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know. That's but interesting so that's thought. so
2: that's crazy. Yeah, cuz usually like half the week or like a, a third of the week we wouldn't even be filming.
1: So I I mean, if they're cranking it out fast too to start airing it in September, true. I wonder if they're going to be like producing on the spot there or like doing editing and all that, like everything's going to be at the ritz carlton in palm springs and everyone it's just like a machine also is chris harrison going to be an example to the world and wear a mask during this whole thing
2: right maybe he'll do it maybe he'll do like um do you
1: remember
2: uh what's the show with tyra banks america's next top model do you remember how she'd come on a screen Yes, Maybe that's what Chris Harrison's going to do. He's yes. going to pop up on a TV in the room and they're going to be all like, oh, oh, oh. oh God, Chris Harrison random. has a message for
1: They'll us. They'll randomly pop up. They'll be like in the middle. They're going to have cameras in places or like video screens in places where like you'd never notice. Like they're drinking a glass so when all of a sudden he's on the wine glass. He's like, <laughs> hello, Bachelorette and contestants. Would they have a hologram in the room? <laughs>
2: That's so funny I Wait would wasn't like that it. America's Next Top Model Where where she would just like pop on a screen And everyone in the room would be like oh
1: <laughs> Well I think so also uh, RuPaul but he always RuPaul will always Pop up on the screen like in the work room But then he'll actually like be there in person right, too. But at right, first right. he will always Pop up in drag on the screen And then come out like yeah So
2: well I guess Chris ha- Actually I guess probably the whole Casting crew has been quarantined for Two weeks
1: Yes. And they're going so to be doing all the testing like, and everything.
2: And they're going to be like, we're going to pretend like COVID doesn't exist because we've all been quarantined.
1: Exactly. And you know what? What? I bet the drama of the season will be that like two of the guys are going to be like, fuck this shit and escape and like go into into, you know, downtown Palm Springs to like, get a <laughs> breather. And then it's going to be like a full blown. Like whole who have blown- they been exposed to? Yes, and then they're going to get cut from the show because they'll be like, you've been out in the world. You're getting chopped. Potential dramas. How do,
2: how are hometown, what the fuck? I, this is, this is blowing my mind. How are they going to do hometown?
1: Ugh. It's going to have to be Zoom, right? Unless they bring the families on and they test them, and have them quarantine. That feels like a lot, though, because then they have to know. Like, that means that then the top few families beyond the top four are going to have to be quarantined for a few weeks in advance, not knowing if their kid's going to be the one. Yeah, my
2: family would 100% be like, fuck that.
1: Sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're going to Zoom in. <laughs> uh, see you on yeah, FaceTime, like,
1: Yeah, Zoom's going to be a little tight. Ty- <laughs> I only got between 1130 and about 1145. So can we keep this snappy? <laughs> keep it brief, please. Thank you.
2: That is so that is wild. I can't wait to see how it's I am I'm I'm, a, I'm very excited for the season Me just too. because I'm so curious.
1: I'm tingling. I really am. Also, we've. it's just been a hot minute since we've had any really new episodes. And it's just <sighs> gonna be it's gonna be I know we've had that.
2: to talk about like shitty shit in Bachelor Nation. We've had to talk about like breakups and like it's just it's not been- n- n- where's the where's the fun drama?
1: Also, so many of these things, it's not like we're seeing this happen on the show. We're seeing all this happen on social media. And both you yeah. and I have been really terrible on social media lately. We have not been checking out news. We've been pretty I like, I mean, we've been checking out news, but news in our opinions that is, you know, important and necessary in these current times. <laughs> so I've been completely disconnected from like any of that. And so I always, I'll always find out all this shit like two weeks later and be like, well, I guess we missed that. You know, it's weird.
2: Is I was trying to think of like I was actually texting you and I was trying to think of like one of the girls names from Peter season. And I just realized like they're not that solidified in my head because we didn't have paradise. And I'm just like they really got shorted on that one. I mean, I'm sure they're going to get thrown into paradise. Well, some of them will. But some of, like, the lesser characters on Pete's season probably won't. Yep. And even so, they're going to be probably, for the most part, overshadowed by the re- by Matt James girls.
1: Yeah, because they're going to be so, fresh in our brains. I know. I really do. I, I do feel for some of them that I were mean, really— I mean, like, Madison
2: and Hannah Ann will be fine, but, like, some of the other fine. smaller players—
1: yeah, like like we've said before, someone check on McKenna because I feel like that was really what she was banking on. Especially with her final speech at the Women Tell All. And and then all of a sudden No Bachelor in Paradise, and that just Shafted. feels like it <laughs> feels like a true loss. Fuck. Anyways. Anyway, so anyways. Uh, so We have to pause for a second and say this. Cats are pretty mysterious animals. It's like one minute they're happy and purring and the next minute they're hiding under the couch or meowing for no apparent reason. If you have a cat as a pet, you kind of have to be a mind reader, which can be scary because they're notorious for hiding their illnesses. And you may have heard me say it before, but pets are family to me and their health is unbelievably important the idea of that kitty family uh, that or that kitty in your family being sick and not knowing is so sad and that's why if you have cats at home pretty litter's health detecting formula is a necessity
2: Okay, we're obsessed with pretty litter. It's the world's smartest kitty litter and the only thing that we use at my house. So how their formula works is it takes all the mystery out of your cat's health because it changes colors to help detect early signs of potential illness, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. So it's also designed with a specialized de-dusting process, which makes it virtually dust free huge added bonus and if you have our hardwood floors and want to keep them free of kitten paw prints this is the litter for you
1: yes and pretty litter gives you all the best qualities of conventional litter but it's even better because it doesn't contain any harmful ingredients or additives that can be damaging to your cat's health and it ships right to your door so you'll never have to rush to the store for a last minute trip or lug those huge containers of litter around So
2: you can get the world's smartest litter without leaving your home by visiting PrettyLitter.com and you can use promo code CHATTY for 20% off your first order. That's PrettyLitter.com promo code CHATTY for 20% off. PrettyLitter.com promo code CHATTY. All
1: right, well, we all know that a vitamin regimen vitamin regimen, sounds so fancy, is uh, essential to achieving your optimal health. But if you've ever walked down a vitamin aisle or browsed through a vitamin online store, um, you also know that the world of vitamins can be a lot or confusing. Maybe that's just me, but that's how I feel. And there are literally thousands of different things you could be taking and sifting through all that information is a lot. But thankfully, Care Of is here to take care of all of that for you. Care of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to reach and maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long term.
2: First things first, you'll take a short online quiz so Care of can get to know you. And they'll get to know your habits and your goals. And based off your answers, they'll recommend a personalized list of vitamins and supplements. And the best part is everything is so clearly explained down to where the ingredients are sourced from, what the science behind each supplement is. And, you know, so already this is way easier than trying to navigate the vitamin aisles. Also, I love that you can do the quiz and you can also customize your packs for yourself. So if you also feel like you're a vitamin or supplement
1: expert, you can create your own. very true. Very true. Not everyone is like me. (laughs) They had that variety. That's why we love care of. Um, I love my daily packs, not only because it's custom to me, like Becca was saying. So I know I'm not just taking things to take things, but they typically come in these cute little daily dose uh, pouches so you can throw them in your purse or travel with them super easily instead of taking 10 bottles with you everywhere or rationing out into a pill divider. And after routinely taking my packs every day, I do see a big difference in my energy levels, which was my number one goal, especially these days. Somehow, even though I've been mostly inside these days, the energy level has been a struggle. Mm. And my care of personal well, I get on your end. And my (laughs) care of personalized pack has been so helpful to keep that energy up. Blessings, Carol.
2: Or 50% off your first care of order. Half. The cost of your order, you can go to takecareof.com slash chatty50 and you can enter code chatty50. So, again, that's takecareof.com slash chatty50. Enter promo code chatty50 for 50% off your first care of order today.
1: Today, Becca and I were like, you know what? It's been a hot minute since like we've, we've chatted with everyone. We've been obviously there's just been so much that has been going on and we've been trying to.
2: Yeah, so much in the world and in yeah. personal lives. Obviously, yeah. it's just been a hectic last couple months. It's been crazy.
1: So it's been one of those. It's been those past few months that have gone by so quickly in so many ways. But there's been so much going on that has been, you know, we've needed to talk about and all that. But then all of a sudden we realize like we haven't really engaged and chatted with all of you or answered any questions in a long time, and that was something that we were doing fairly regularly for a while. Has taken some fun questions from the broads Mm -hmm. and so we're like we need to have a moment and and catch up baby we got to catch up and we got to start it off with this one because one of the all you broads sent in a bunch of questions we have some really great ones but the one that by a mile we got the most of was what are our thoughts on kanye running for president
2: (laughs) oh voting for him 100 percent no, just kidding.
1: Ballot he, in. He, he won't even be able to get his name on the
2: ballot. Trust me, I've researched this. He won't be able to get his name on the ballot in at least 6 different states because hello, November's like around the corner, so yep. some of him some of them won't even let him get on the ballot.
1: What are your thoughts on the reason why he's doing this? Do you think this for is for just- attention
2: cuz he's a Gemini? Why do you think Trump gets on Twitter? Because they're both fucking attention whore Geminis Mm -hmm. and they want to get people riled up. And, you know, there's been a lot happening right now. And Kanye has been bored because there's not enough attention on him.
1: That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) Because he needs attention. He did donate like two million. And Kim isn't giving it to him. Okay. He
2: he did like donate two million or something to like the families of uh, Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and stuff for legal fees,
1: apparently. I saw that. That's incredible. I I have, you know, a little bit of my conspiracy brain because, again, been trapped here for a few months, so it's starting to really unwind. <laughs> Tell us. Is, you know, obviously Trump and Kanye are friends. oh Oh, yeah. um, Trump and Kanye are friends. So part of me goes, is this that he knows a bunch of the young people are, as a joke, or thinking that it's fun, going to vote and take votes away from Biden.
2: Um, Oh, a conspiracy.
1: Ah, a conspiracy theory for the ages. Hmm. I don't think that'll be
2: that effective.
1: (laughs) I don't think so either, but you know what? You never know. I mean, people, I feel like a lot of people vote, and they're like, ooh, this is funny, and they're going to just vote. And I'll say this. I I would heavily doubt that any of our broads would do this, but please don't joke vote for Kanye. (laughs) Please. (laughs) I think enough. I think
2: with, I think with everything going on, I think a lot of people will probably be taking this election pretty seriously. I would hope. I don't think it's conspiracy. I don't think he'll actually even, he's going to have to go through like you, you obviously have to go through paperwork and shit to get, Get yourself to be an actual nominee. I highly doubt he's even going to do that. So,
1: yeah, that's very true. But I do. I will say that I I can't get over the image, the image of Kim as the first lady,
2: where we (laughs) shit. You know, yeah, it seems impossible. But then again, we've had Donald Trump, who for all intents and purposes was a reality TV star. I used to love watching The Apprentice. Um, I
1: disagree with. Every decision he ever make and would yell at the TV with my dad didn't expect it to <laughs> come to fruition in the presidency. <laughs> oh my god yeah he and was great on that like, show not
2: gonna lie why
1: are you keeping him <laughs> he ruined he ruined the and his entire team. So he's like i don't know i like that guy there's something about him he just ruined their whole thing and like and that he, was low-key like such
2: a good show they'd be like you just to do a le- sell lemonade in times square who's gonna be able to sell the most lemonade it was in 30 minutes
1: i would watch it every week I week. wanted to
2: be on it really bad, actually.
1: You could have gone. That was another one of the questions is people are saying, listen, if if Kanye like we're having Donald Trump, we've had Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now we have Kanye. Listen, I mean, Ronald Reagan. When, he Ronald was Reagan. Star. Exactly. When are you going to run for office and Me? Wh- and what what are going to be the main platforms you stand on? B, this is something you have to start thinking about. We have to start preparing <sighs>
2: gray and i were talking about this we were like maybe we should go into politics not grayston he's too much of a loose cannon um i also am a loose cannon but i can brand it i think so hmm. he would make a lovely
1: first gentleman though is that yes. what they call them first is that what they'd be called first gentleman first man first husbands <laughs> first husbands
2: i don't know president that's a little too much responsibility it's gonna accelerate my grain which is already coming in at rapid speed Mm -hmm. however i will take a slider title governor of california will do
1: oh i like this
2: mayor no 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 (laughs) mayor's too much responsibility because then Mm -hmm. people are like how are you going to solve homelessness and like stuff like that in your city and it's like if your state or country, you get to kind of you know gloss over the That's details.
1: A, it's just so so much, so much. I would work. be a
2: congressman. I like Congresswoman, that. Congresswoman. I like that. A House of Representatives. I could do that shit. You get heard that it. lobbying money, that big pharma <laughs> money. I'm here. I'm ready, baby.
1: You heard it here first.
2: <laughs> Becca, we'll be running. What would you do, Jess? What would your, be your platforms, and what would you want to be? I, I'm saying I, that's what I would want to do. I would want to be a, um, a representative. What What would you like to be?
1: I would never get near politics. Okay, again, my conspiracy but theory. Be break, good at it. I appreciate that, but you know what? I um, I would rather just be. <laughs> I mean, if we talk like, <laughs> hey, running nonprofit's cool, but politics. You know your girl is too much of a people pleaser to handle all that criticism. <laughs> that's perfect.
2: Oh, maybe the criticism, yes, but if you're a people pleaser, that's could be really that could really work in your favor.
1: It would be it would just be day and night in my eyes. I would just they'd be glued, they'd be just bloodshot <laughs> always just because I'd be like, "Oh my" God, like just knowing that I'm letting people down every single day, and I, oh God, no, it would just be too much. I would, I someone would to refuse to it.
2: shake your hand or something, and that would be it.
1: Oh yeah, and then I would do something to offend in some way. And listen, I like to learn. I love learning. I like growing. But at that level, just the uh, the knowing the amount of people I'd be disappointing on a daily basis would be too much. It'd be too much to handle. Yeah. I but but, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate to be the um, the spouse of someone who's in office because I would love to be the puppet master. Yeah, and I then, was going to say, yeah. yeah, I would love for them to take all the blame for all my wrong choices and moves. And then I could just, you know,
2: not to mention being the, like the first lady or the wife, all the media is going to care about is your fashion choices I would all the world's a stage baby.
1: I would be dressed to the tens constantly and I would be trying to to get myself involved in really important things in this current state. But Mm -hmm. then I could control my husband from behind the scenes. And then Mm -hmm. when he would when I'd suggest something shitty that wouldn't go well, it's his fault. It's not mine. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just the wife. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like, babe, your ratings are down. Oh, I would I would be vicious behind the scenes. The bedroom in the White House would not be a fun one to get into.
2: (laughs) Now, you know what I would like to do? I didn't I listened to a podcast about this and uh, I found it very interesting. I would be a speechwriter. I would like to do that.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. And that's
2: a job. Did you know that? That, like, each president has their speechwriter? And it's kind of crazy when you think about it, because, like, you know, like, yeah, when you're really talking about a speech by them? President Obama, right, by President Obama yeah. or whatever, it's like you're hearing from their speechwriter. Isn't that interesting? That, but Trump doesn't that when... really, apparently he goes off script a lot.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> wouldn't have guessed you don't say (laughs) yeah um but oh yeah geez um (sighs) you know what i would like to do is i would love to work for the press and be um in all those like every day like during the press conferences at the White House and be like Mr. President explain yourself like I would love to have that job.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't want to do it with Trump because he always like embarrasses the reporters and stuff.
1: I know. He's like that is love a stupid
2: sit- question. I'm not we gonna love- gonna you do and I
1: love sitting in the front row at comedy shows and getting heckled. It would it's be true. like that about except about the important stuff. We'd say something that mattered and then he'd shame us and I'd be like well I just look into a camera and just be like <laughs>
2: Your office camera interview moment. (laughs) Oh my god! Anyway,
1: anywho, what are some of the
2: yeah? How how Um, are we gonna do this?
1: Well, we have a few questions. Well, we had a lot of questions that come in, but uh, some of them are going to be read out loud because some people sent in text, but then we have a bunch of audio questions. Should we jump into an audio question first? Yes.
0: Okay. Let's. Hi Becca. Hi Jess. My name is Noelle. I'm 21 and I just want to start by saying I absolutely love you guys. Um, Listening to your podcast every Tuesday and Thursday has helped me so much during this last year of my life. Um, My husband has actually been deployed for the past year and my question for you is how do I get over the nervousness that I have? um for him to come home Mm. we have a wonderful relationship and we have a beautiful baby boy who also just turned one and I'm so excited for my husband to come home but at the same time we've never parented together and I'm really nervous to see how everything is going to play out he's going to be home within the next few weeks and I'm so excited but a lot of nerves there too. So any advice you guys have for coping with that would be so much appreciated. Thank you so much. Love you both. Oh, thanks Noel. Um well,
2: geez, I don't know if I have any good advice for this.
1: <laughs> well, well first and foremost, this is all speculative because obviously Becca and I have never been in this situation. Um and Okay, so wait.
2: So her, I want to clarify. So her yes. question is basically like Yeah, I'm nervous about him coming home and, like, our new dynamics.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's been gone for a long... time how do I cope with that? Yeah, he's been gone for a long time. And also, like she said, they've never parented together. And so there's nerves, and how is that going to look like? Or what's that going to look like? Um, Well, first of all, I do want to say thank you to her for the service that she's done. Because being alone for a year and starting a family and all that, like... You're a strong woman. Um, so obviously you and I have never gone through this before, but I will say, um, so I grew up near like San Clemente. And so when I was going to church out there, um, we would have a bunch of people, women from Camp Pendleton, who would always be coming up. And um, a lot of them, they're, um, they're, partners would be deployed and so I actually got into a lot of conversations with a lot of um these women and It was a really it was always very similar. Like there is that massive nervousness that they felt because it's like, oh, my gosh, it's like I mean, think about I feel that sometimes even if Evan's gone for a couple weeks on the road and he comes back, I'm like so excited and giddy, but also just like, oh, my God, who are you? (laughs) I don't even know. It's crazy. It's a big transition. Um, And especially when it comes to parenting.
2: Can you also imagine like your house, like you're you're running your house and like have everything Yes. Just the way you're doing things for like a year,
1: mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> so a lot of the, the a lot of the women that I would talk to when their uh their partners would come back from uh, being deployed, they would deal with a lot of things and not to scare you Noah, I'm sure you know this with <laughs> all the other um people that you've interacted with, but they were really frustrated and there was a lot of disappointment because there was a certain level of expectation of course, that you have thinking things are going to maybe fall into place quickly. Um, that This was, good. Yeah, yeah, you're actually leading
2: into, keep keep going, but you're just leading into exactly like a suggestion that I was going to make.
1: Yeah, it's just, I, I, I noticed that a lot, that there was a lot, and again, completely understandable, but there's these expectations that even subconsciously were set, like, oh my God, he's going to come home, and it's going to be like a fairy tale, I haven't seen him, Or, you know, we have now this child and they're right away going to connect. And the fact of the matter is this. um, I don't know specifically where your husband um, was, but there might be some PTSD that's happening. There might be a lot. It's just overwhelming things that he is feeling coming back and just coming back home. It's just such a huge adjustment. So he's probably not going to feel himself for a while. And um, it's going to hurt probably hurt your feelings sometimes and you're going to feel like why isn't this why isn't he connecting with our child or why isn't he as excited about this and I would imagine one of the best things to do is going in is just to set set your expectations um, don't ex- set them high and I know that that sounds sad but it's more like you love him you adore him this is going to be a period of adjusting. So maybe just don't have any expectations. I shouldn't say set them lower, but just don't have any expectations going in and know that it's going to be just a big period of adjustment. And you both will find your stride together, but it will be like kind of a new chapter.
2: Yeah. So my idea was like what I immediately thought was like, maybe after the first few days when he's home or maybe like immediately, just depending on how you both are feeling, I was thinking maybe like sitting down and just being like, how can we set realistic expectations for Mm -hmm. each other? So maybe like being able to ask him, like, what can I do for you? Like, is there like one thing I can do for you on a daily basis that is going to like help you, you know, adjust to just like being back home and being in a new place. Mm -hmm. And then maybe like, vice versa. Like here's something just this one or one or two things you can help with every day that would like help me and like mm-hmm. maybe planning little things. I mean, obviously with COVID there's not so many options, but just being like, "Hey, maybe one or two week two days a week we can like schedule something as a family mm-hmm. for like an activity for us to do." Yeah. And that kind of thing. Just yeah, kind of that- making making a little plan.
1: Yeah, that would be nice. I think yeah, I. That seems like it would be a good idea just to to set up. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I think it's it's going to be tough, regardless. As much as it's going to be exciting to have him, I home. would be.
2: I would be honest about nerves, too. I would like yeah. if you have a chance to talk to him and ne- before he comes home, just be like, I'm kind of nervous. I don't know how this is going to go. I'm really excited to have you back. But it's like so weird. You've been gone and I've been in my doing my thing and we've never co-parented before. I'd just be like super transparent about what you're nervous. About.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, communication seems like it would be such a an important thing in, in, in communicating your nerves and also communicating. I'm sure, like, he hey, has- I'm yeah. sure he's super nervous, but communicating to just like, hey, you know what? I want to and I, I know personally for me, I would probably just even throw on like a like a prerequisite a little bit like just so you know, obviously, you've been off doing your thing. I've been here doing my thing. I have my way of doing things. And I want you I want us to find our way of doing things together. Mm but there might be some times where I am having a hard time adjusting to our way instead of just my way. And that's because I had to be here and take care of our family and, you know, and just explaining that so that, you know, he doesn't feel like, you know, he can't start to help with certain things because sometimes I think when or at least I know for myself, when I get set in my certain ways about like cleaning and parenting and whatever, and sometimes you know, Evan will try to do something. and I'll be like, no, you're not doing it right. And then the next time he won't help because it's like, he's going to, I'm going to give him shit for messing it up. So sometimes just knowing you're just going to have to adjust. Also, I know something that helps, um, a lot of, um, military spouses is finding, is finding a community to talk with, like have your other people that have gone through this already or are currently going through it. So you can call and be like, I feel uncomfortable with this. I'm trying to figure this out. Um yeah, and just community, I think, is important. Yeah for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But so excited for you. Send, yeah, that is
2: super exciting.
1: So exciting. And send him all of our love. The send him the Broad Squad's love. <laughs> it's an it's a new chapter,
2: you know? I think mm-hmm. of it that way. It's like a new chapter. It's a new fresh start.
1: And it you. might it might even be beneficial to your relationship that You can't really go anywhere right now you might just have a lot of intense time right off the bat which might make it a little more overwhelming but might expedite getting back into the swing of things even faster
2: yeah i think also just one last thing this is sort of general relationship advice that i've found to be helpful but i think especially applicable to this try not to hold on to like the way you guys used to be because like Mm -hmm. even if he wasn't gone for a year shit was going to shift like having a baby you yeah. know added to the mix so mm-hmm. i just try not to focus on like how things used to be or the way that you guys used to connect because you're going to have to sort of start fresh and find new ways to connect and new things to yeah yeah all
1: that. well speaking of relationships uh whitney velthaus asked how have your relationships been strengthened through quarantine Mm mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. I think for me, we've had to be like a little bit more honest with each other. And we've also had to work on sort of quick resolution to issues. So I think that that's something that we've really gained. I mean, it's been a nice time because. You know, we have a daughter who's at a good age to be in this kind of position. And obviously we're bringing a new baby into the world, all that. But I think like, yeah, having to work on quick resolution and like how to have conflict in the home and like resolve that without like taking off in two different directions and coming back together later. Like we sort of Mm -hmm. have to figure out a way to talk about it or laugh it off or whatever kind of. Yeah. While being stuck and while dealing with children. So I think that that's been a valuable tool we've gained during this time.
1: Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. It's true. You can't really go anywhere, huh? Especially for both of you.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. And like when we have Ruth, you know, it's kind of like, you know, 10 minutes later, it's like, I need your help with this. Okay, Mm -hmm. let's just, what do we, what do we got to do to get past this hiccup, whatever it may be?
1: Well. Um, nothing about our relationship has been strengthened during the quarantine. We're getting a divorce. You've heard it here first.
2: <laughs> well, actually, this would be a good opportunity to talk about. I was
1: I was going to set up a press conference, but I realized I'm not that important. <laughs>
2: and IG live.
1: Um, I would say the biggest thing about quarantine that has strengthened our relationship and. Oh, you know what? Sorry, if you know, I always talk about personal stuff. He knows. It's part of the deal. He doesn't mind. Um, is that he, that Evan, because, uh, so, you know, most all of the pieces of his regular job, um, I mean, he can't, they're not functioning right now because he does live shows um, and and creates live shows and works with those artists. So none of them are working right now. So now he's just doing a lot of production stuff from home. So he, he is doing, he is busy with things. Um, But he is home way more than he was before. And then I need him for help more than I did before. So he's been spending a lot more time in dad mode um, than he ever has the past couple months. And in those past few months, I remember the moment that we were eating dinner and all of a sudden he broke down. And I have not seen this man cry in a long time. He's not a big crier. And he broke down and he was just like, I'm so sorry I took your your." you being a mother for granted for so long. And he always has been wonderful. And I never really felt that way. But he was like, this is so hard. Like it is so hard to not just pop in and like help with the kiddo for like two hours at the end of the day or just on a a one weekend day, like just to be there day in and day out. And he was just talking about as a new mother, like, especially like the postpartum, he's like, you add that on top of it. And I just, he's like, I can't even wrap my brain around. And he's like, now all of a sudden I'm in my head more and I'm more sensitive about what people are thinking about me because I'm alone more with Ember, and He's just sort of, like, <laughs> mind grinding. Like, you know, when you're that thing, I mean, you know, right now it's like, you start to just get in your head. Cause you're kind of sitting staring at a kid more and, and dealing with all that. And there's been a like, big level of more understanding from him so that I feel like our like our partnership has been able to grow now because now more he's able to understand how I was feeling for numerous years. And now we it's just it's like that classic
2: TV sitcom thing where it's like, dad has to switch places. And like yeah, now exactly. suddenly he's like, that is a real job. And I've gained respect for you.
1: <laughs> we did like a freaky Friday thing. And all of a sudden he's like in the role and he was just like, it's too much. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> so that's been a really wonderful part of our of our um, relationship. And also, you know, him and Ember have been able to spend so much time together and they're just like literal, like just soul
2: that's like, I think that that I just so love close. that aspect of it that so many kids, too, are just like getting to hit ha- like Gray would not have had all this time to hang with Ruth and like mm-hmm. Evan wouldn't have had all this time to hang with Ember. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's and, something and,
1: that, and well, they'll always remember both parties, you know.
2: Yeah. And maybe they'll put some respect on our names. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, I think that's I love that.
1: I love it. And oh, nice. I loved watching him cry. I wish I could have caught his tears in a cup and <laughs> drank them. <laughs>
2: You're like sitting there smirking. You're like, about damn time.
1: I was just like, tell, tell, me, more. <laughs> <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more how about how I do
2: so much harder.
1: <laughs> tell me more about how amazing I am. Go ahead. Um... Okay, broads, let's pause for one quick second. Um, I think it's always important to feel inspired, but especially right now, it's so easy to let the days pass, which trust me, I get. I, I really do. So it's important to be gentle and kind to yourself as well. But I know that when I uh, can channel my energy into something specific, I really do feel a lot better, specifically something I enjoy or want to do right now. Um, Skillshare is where I turn when I would like to feel inspired, motivated or just grounded right now.
2: Skillshare is so cool. This actually just reminded me. I have a link to send my friend to Skillshare because she was like, hey, where can I take graphic design classes? And I was like, I have the thing for you. I got your answer. (laughs) Uh, Skillshare is an online learning community. They've got thousands of inspiring classes in pretty much any topic you could ever imagine, whether you've been putting off learning Photoshop for years and are wanting to dip your toes into the world of interior design. Uh, Skillshare has classes to fit every goal or creative desire it's also so affordable especially when compared to pricey in person classes and workshops Uh, and you'll get unlimited access to thousands of classes for just $10 a month and you can do the classes whenever your schedule allows. Skillshare just makes it really easy and convenient to get started on that skill. You've always wanted to learn.
1: Mm -hmm. So I've been struggling with feeling inspired and motivated lately, and Skillshare has truly helped me, not because of making myself busy, but rather diving into classes that I'm interested in that I normally might not take. And it just, I don't know, it feels joyful and relaxing, and I'm grateful for Skillshare during this season. Oh, and of course, I also have been taking a class called Email Productivity, Work Smarter with Your Inbox, which I'm nice. hoping will help my brain because you do not want to see what my inbox has looked like mm. for the past five years. So thank you, Skillshare.
2: Well, <laughs> you can explore your creativity or your organization skills, mm-hmm. and you can get two free months of premium membership at Skillshare.com slash chatty. And that's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for Free free. people. So you can get started and join today by heading to skillshare.com slash chatty. Two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes at skillshare.com slash chatty.
1: Learning just right at your fingertips for free. Boom. So we'll do another one and then an audio one. So Mackenzie Crow, I think that's how you pronounce it, asked, how did each of you navigate through having different views from your parents? Raised very similarly and hearing you talk about your parents listening to your podcast made me relate to my views differing from my parents and how they mm-hmm. raised me. Have you received criticism from family about your views and have you set some boundaries? Have they crossed those lines? Does it get easier as you get older? I'm actually I'm open to actual advice and also shit advice. I love your shit advice uh-huh. you gave in an earlier episode. <laughs> yeah, you want you,
2: you go you go first with this one.
1: Um well, Let's see here. So, um, yes, there's definitely been there's definitely been drama because of that. And I would say, um, way more so at the beginning. So when the podcast first started, um, you know, the first few episodes are just messing around, but when we started talking about spirituality, um that was the big one for both sides of my family. Um, and it was dramatic to say the least. There was a lot of drama. They weren't happy. Um, some of them, I, I, should, I shouldn't say, I should clarify this. Some are very supportive, um, but still don't agree. So, for instance, like my mom and my dad, like they don't agree with a lot of my thoughts, but they also have realized that listening to the episodes just will start things internally for them that, you know, maybe frustrate them or make them feel weird. Or if I'm talking about them and they just don't want to hear about it, you know, so they just say, we don't really listen. We don't listen to the podcast unless you specifically send us an episode. And I've really respected that they have put up those boundaries between us because it's allowed them to support what we do and um, also not be tweaking out constantly. On the other side, um, and I, I can't I don't want to get into this too intensely because it's Evan's family and it's his place to speak into that. I don't want to say this for him, but, um, yeah, it's been, it's been rough and there's been some, I don't, I shouldn't say broken ties because there's still somewhat of a relationship, but
2: damage. There's been a relationship lot of damage damage.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, uh, we're currently still working through that. Um, And it was hard. It was harder at first because I felt really bad, um, especially because, you know, that feeling when like Evan always really supported me through it. So it wasn't like he was like giving me shit and then (laughs) he wasn't giving me shit. And then I was like going against everybody like he was like and like like a hundred a thousand percent supportive. And then there was then rifts between him and his family because of some of the things I was saying and all that. But Um, You know, it was never anything personally directed towards his family or Mm -hmm. anything. They're they're lovely, wonderful people. It's just differing views. So, um, yeah, we're I mean, we're currently working through that, like literally still to this day, trying to process through a lot of that. And I would encourage. And this is specifically
2: about expressing you're talking specifically about expressing where you guys stand with religious beliefs.
1: I mean, it's a combination you know it's religious beliefs, it's talking openly about sexuality it's mm. um you know talking openly about our relationship um did you did you
2: guys feel like you didn't have a lot of like conversation about that before the podcast
1: uh with them yeah no well, it was a dynamic where um You know, we had a a wonderful relationship with them, but there were just things that we knew not to bring up because it wouldn't go over very well. So we just kind of didn't go there a lot. Um, And I think that, again, boundaries are good. Like, I don't feel the need to talk with my in-laws about intimate details. Like, this podcast isn't for them. It's for the broads you know it's yeah. for it's not it's not for them well, it's so like, it's
2: like for friends yeah it's like
1: yeah exactly yeah. You're, I'm gonna have a different conversation with you than I'm gonna have with with a family member like it's yeah. just how it is and um yeah so we didn't have those conversations before um and when things w- would get brought up you know it, it would not go very well so Yeah. It's been a weird transition. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think the most important part, and I would suggest to Mackenzie, is that, um, boundaries are the most important thing. Like it's, it's important to like, I love my family and his family. And it's important to know to, to have, you know, to have grace that like, they're not necessarily in the same spot that you are, So getting angry um, again, and this is from this is from a uh, from and from my relationship perspective where it was relatively healthy and it wasn't like super toxic or anything like that. But there just weren't a lot of boundaries and we needed to create boundaries. And the boundary is, is that I can have like my own opinions. We can have our own way of living. We make our own choice and it's not up to the both of you or however many, you know.
2: Do you ever have know. to like shut down conversations like because they're just get not going in a product to a productive place?
1: I you know what I used to. And that was something that was pretty that was happening pretty frequently because you, and, you know, you know, you can tell, you know, you can tell by the energy of the conversation, whether it's, it's like going this. nowhere. Yeah. And what I started to realize it was like for me, it was exerting too much emotional energy. And I was like, this is just going to be damaging to me. And then it's ultimately going to be damaging to Evan and I as a, as a, a partnership because we're going to get angry. Like it just wasn't healthy. Totally. So I would shut that down and I wouldn't. And there were numerous conversations that I wouldn't even let start and that, that I still won't let start. Um, I've come to a place now, speaking of earlier people pleasing comments, that that's not something that I've that I'm struggling with as much and especially in certain ways. So now I'm like, I I can have a very healthy conversation. I feel like with them and, and know when it's going to get to a place where I'm not comfortable and I have to pull back. But for a while I had to just kind of remove myself physically from those hangs because I, it was just, it was just too much, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. That makes sense.
1: But it's a tough, it's a complicated question because obviously families are different and family dynamic is different. And, totally. Um In yeah. person
2: like personalities of each individual are different too. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I'll say for me, like with my family, I'm a little bit comp like I'm actually not I think it's like a misconception about person my personality. I'm not always like confrontational like i don't always enjoy confrontation it really just depends on the context like sometimes i really do and sometimes like gray knows like sometimes i can't like even if i'll just be having a casual like not argument or like disagreement with you i literally Mm -hmm. like get so anxious i can't open the text and i'll have to have like Grayston read it to me because i'm too anxious and i don't want that like it's there's certain confrontation i don't enjoy but i feel pretty comfortable like uh dealing with confrontation with my um close family like what do they call it? immediate family because yeah. maybe it's because i take the relationships for granted and i know they're always going to be around <laughs> like maybe it's because we have a healthy base level i don't know but i feel pretty comfortable like expressing stuff and um i think like for me Just even with dating, you know, like I was dating non-Christian guys and stuff when I was like 19 or 20. So I kind of had to start having some conversations with my parents. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, like, is he a believer? And I'd have to be like, no. But then like, I also really don't care. And so I had to kind of have start having those conversations like a little bit earlier um, just because situations and then just, you know, stuff with like getting caught like sneaking out and partying in high school and having to like have, I don't know, like at 21 or so, I think like I just remember things sort of flipped a switch because like my parents weren't paying for weren't helping pay for my housing or anything anymore. Like I had my own job. I lived in another city. I had my own apartment I was paying for. Yeah, I think I was about 21. And so then it was just like, no, fuck it. Like this is yes, I'm having sex. Outside of marriage, and I don't really care. Like, and no, I don't follow like the Bible to like the as my tenets of belief anymore. And like, yes, I smoke weed, and yes, that's why this drawer smells like weed is because there's weed in it. And like, (laughs) I just had, yeah, I just had to start like having those kind of like more straightforward conversations with my parents, and it was a little bit jarring for them. Yeah, Um, but it's just been a slower process, I think, and then also like just me being on the Bachelor and like having an Instagram platform. You know, they've been exposed to like my views about stuff sooner than the pod. Anyway, it's just been like a little bit of a slower journey, so a little bit less concentrated drama, I think, for me because it's maybe been over the course of the past five years or so. And then of course, you know, getting pregnant and like all that. It's it's there's been a lot of little events um but yeah I think just like my I think with my mom at least like my mom doesn't want to like it hurts her so she just doesn't want to go there that's like why she unfollowed me like I know I joke about it but she just kind of did it because she's like I don't want to be like jarred by you saying something in me it like yeah um so, and then sometimes her curiosity, like, gets the best of her. Sure, but sure. she usually, yeah, I don't know. And then my dad just kind of has a different mentality where he's just like, well, like, I've done the best I can. And if my kids want to go on their own journey, they can. And I'll think what they're doing is wrong and I will judge them. But it's their journey, <laughs> like, that's kind of how my dad is. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I don't think there's any like solid advice because it's really not a one size fits all issue. I, I I do think like honesty is the best policy and I don't mm-hmm. think that means necessarily you don't have to have a sit down conversation where you're like, here's everything I'm doing and you're right, going to hate right, right, it. Right. But like, I think that if you are asked directly, like I would give us my advice, like when I talk about this with my siblings and stuff is like, just give a straight answer because yeah. it might be like, Painful for a minute, but like they're probably going to figure out that this mm-hmm. is where you stand at one point or another. And it's better to just be straightforward about it when asked. Because hundred- you don't want to be deceitful.
1: A hundred percent. And I can tell you this from experience on his end is that when you're not open, like again, boundaries are important, but when you're not open to a certain extent, it can go on years and years where, you know, they might think that you're still on from exactly. their perspective, the straight and narrow. Exactly. And then all of a sudden they tune in and it's like, whoa, I thought that I thought that you were way here and now you're way here. And that's very jarring. And, and what I had to do is I had to respect that and be like, you know what? That was jarring. And I and I have to understand that you are going to have reactions to that. And that's completely normal. And right. I had to allow that to, to be. Because you may have forward. given
2: the impression that you were, yeah, like you said, in a totally different right, place. Because it's like if
1: we're always if we're always like just pushing it aside and acting like it doesn't exist. Well, you know what? Sometimes we should have said something, and and yeah. Again, I think via trial and error, um, I've learned when it's important to speak up and when it's okay to just to keep myself and my space protected, um, and you know, I think it's, yeah, it's definitely getting better. Um, but I've, I definitely like learning from my dynamic with seeing my parents handle it has been helpful for me just because I'm like, okay, I can see that we can be, we can be in disagreeance, but we will respect each other's boundaries and you will not go digging for what you don't want to find. And I will still be honest with you kind of about where I'm at without going into detail if I don't want to. It's just, uh, like you said, it's an honest conversation.
2: Yeah. I think one thing I've seen, too, like um, just in my family, if you go, if you do have that sort of like they're seeing this 180 because they thought you were one way and they suddenly get sometimes... Um, what I've witnessed is like you're not taken as seriously either because all of a sudden it's in the, they're like true. you just changed your mind overnight and this is what you've believed all these years when in reality, maybe seven or eight years ago, you mm-hmm. started having a shift and and, you know, that wasn't for so many reasons, you know wasn't revealed until this one moment it makes it look like it's this sudden flip-flop
1: that's so so, so true and then that sometimes can be very it's frustrating just like a phase on your end. yeah 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 i that that was something that happened with me initially with my family because i yeah. kind of had a, a yeah, To me, it wasn't quick. I'm like, this has been going on for years. Exactly. And it's just like, who did you meet that changed your mind all of a sudden? Yeah. Like, no, I'm not just getting convinced by one person. Okay. This has been a long process. Yeah. And you don't have to take them on that journey with you. But it is something to note when you are deciding how much you want to reveal or not. I think that that's definitely a, a, a good point. But it's tough. God, it's Godspeed tough. Godspeed, Mackenzie. Anyway. Yeah. It's, it's never it- easy. But know that... Um, know that you, you, I don't know, we're all, I'm, I go back to my Ram Dass quote always. <laughs> we're all just walking each other home. And I think that if you feel like you want to share with your family that you all uh, have moved and shifted and changed in certain ways, and they might not have a great reaction to it, but sometimes things take time and what might seem hopeless in the moment, I promise can get better
2: there yeah, that's what I, I was gonna say, like there is peace on the other side, and that mm-hmm. may not look one certain way, but there, there there will eventually come a moment of peace, even if, yeah,
1: yeah, and and they and they might never be peaceful about it, but in your being, when you are fully like realized and transparent with what you truly believe, and again, With boundaries but when you feel like you are you've revealed what you need to you will feel peace even though it might be tough
2: oh geez and one last thing about boundaries too something that I've learned is sometimes it's not only about setting boundaries for yourself but setting boundaries for the other person so sometimes Mm -hmm. even if you're good in a conversation but Mm -hmm. you sense it's like going one way or the person's getting upset or asking questions that they truly don't want to know the answer to I think it's it's important to remember sometimes you need to like be like hey i'm sorry i i really like don't want to upset you and i really like don't think this is going in a great direction so maybe we could like talk about this mm-hmm. later or we can yeah i think that that's kind of important too
1: yeah i agree hope that helps so. somewhat Mackenzie. that's a tough one but we're all here for you the broad squad's here for you <laughs> <laughs> i know i know a lot of our listeners are going through very similar things or who have gone through that a mass majority of them so we're all yeah. here for you yeah um here let's hi becca and jess my question for you both is what is a basic life skill that you feel you should know how to do at this point in your life but still don't know how to <laughs> thanks for picking my question love hannah and katherine of the wisconsin broad squad Yes, Wisconsin broad, Wisconsin broad squad. I love Thanks, that. Thanks, Anna and Catherine. Oh shit! Ooh, mine's real embarrassingly obvious. Becca,
2: is it the cooking?
1: I mean, well, there's a long list of things. Oh wow! So I didn't no. even say the thing you were thinking of. That one is maybe that one is maybe like number five on my list. That's like how many life skills that I don't have.
2: You know, what? it's probably just better not to guess when someone says what. they. <laughs> oh, it's the no, cooking.
1: Straight up. No one could offend me and in this question because I'm aware that I lack many life skills. OK, wait,
2: I, I literally can't think of anything else, though. What is it? What?
1: Well, I I don't know how to ride a bike.
2: I didn't even remember that until you said it. Uh huh. I totally forgot about that because i
1: I decided to rollerblade instead when I was a kid, (laughs) and I just never. I mean, I'm can ever ride a bike. Um, we're working on it right now, but she has. (laughs) She has inherited my genes, and it's been a journey for both of us. And it's been me trying to also learn how to ride a bike with her. Yeah, and I was going to say, you can't be a hypocrite
2: and be like, I know, and I can't l- learn how to ride a bike.
1: And I've and I have attempted to and I'm and it's getting a little better, but it's not it's still not there where I can say that I can ride a bike. And I don't know what my problem is, but I just really am not good at it. I actually
2: remember, though, pretty vividly learning how to ride a bike. And it's like. It's pretty hard when you're learning and it's one of those weird things where one day you just get it. Like there's not really any in between. That's what I'll say about riding a bike cuz I do remember. You're like I mean obviously you're either riding a bike or you're not. There's no like we're kind of riding a bike you're either on the ground or you're
1: I'm also a stubborn bitch when it comes to athletics because um movement is not my skill set so When I'm really failing at it, I get frustrated so quickly and I give up like so I I have to really I got to really bear down.
2: Now, one thing I also remember about riding a bike, speed is your friend, not your enemy. And so you want to get the speed going. It's hard to balance a slow bike.
1: I just I have flashbacks (laughs) of when I when I tried to snowboard snowboard for the first time and I immediately shattered my wrist. (laughs) Dude, I don't I can't even laugh at that because snowboarding is another
2: one of those things with the learning curve. It's horrible until you learn how to do it.
1: And I was on the mountain. I was on that mountain and that mountain was it was a bunny slope. OK, and even at that, I was screaming into space like what fucking unnatural bullshit is this that I am sideways on like a <laughs> piece of like <laughs> plastic on a mountain. Why would I do this? Why would I want to do this? And I was very angry about doing it anyways. And uh, and then I shattered my (laughs) wrist. (laughs) Confirmed. There's just certain um, athletic things that just just don't come naturally and feel unnatural to me. So I
2: actually do get it because learning how to snowboard too. I remember like crying and like begging my dad to let me stop. Like, please, I don't want to do this anymore. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I hate
1: this. those memories with your parents where you're like, please don't make me do it anymore. You just have that like panic. Was your
2: mom like, wait, this is a segue. But was your mom like this? Like I would be crying in line at Six Flags on the roller coaster line and my mom would force me to go on the roller coaster or the water slide or whatever (laughs) it was with her. Did your mom do that?
1: I feel like she probably did. (laughs) Suck it the fuck up, Jessica. Just throw me into the sea. (laughs) Because my mom
2: was like that. Like, I remember crying in line for a roller coaster, and she's like, You're going to have so much fun once you're on it. Don't remember if I did or not. All I remember was being traumatized in line.
0: oh holy
1: day. yeah that no oh my god that's so funny because i i didn't feel that way about roller coasters ever again when i'm not the one in control i have no problem i'll go on any roller coaster i'll skydive if i'm tandem like if someone else is in control of it i am sometimes too blissfully unaware right um but when it's having to do with my own agility skill I'm horrified so it was just like I used to do like I used to be in swimming and every time there was I loved swimming. um, But every time there was like competition days, I would sob the entire drive to wherever we were going because I was just like I hated getting there at like five in the morning and jumping into the cold pool and everyone staring at you and then having the action. I hated the competition part. And it was just like every I would sob and beg my mom and it would just she'd just like push me through.
2: <laughs> Sorry, bitch. Sink or swim, bitch.
1: <laughs> so wait, do you have any basic life skills? I feel like you're good at a lot of life skills. Like, do you know how to change a tire yourself?
2: I've had my dad show me before. I don't I feel like if I watched it on YouTube, I could probably do it. So I don't know if that counts. But. One thing I am bad at, it's not specific, and it is, like, technically a life skill. Like, paperwork shit? Like, just even doing it? Like, insurance,
1: taxes, like... Oh, you're, yeah. that's, you're, well, that's very complicated, and I don't uh, understand any of it still.
2: <laughs> and I just I just pretend like it doesn't exist, which has caused m- major consequences, you know? Like, I used to just drive on the toll. It's like this kind of thing. I used to just drive on the toll roads and yes. just, like, be like, I'm never going <laughs> to hear about me not paying the toll again.
1: Becca, I did the same exact thing. Every and then time you get a bill for, like, bee, $600. <laughs>
2: like I'll have to deal with this in probably like four months when they're about to impound my car because I haven't paid any of my tolls
1: oh my god
2: yeah so
1: that kind of thing and like
2: you know even when I was broke as a joke like if I would order something in the mail and I had to return it like just the thought of having to deal with like returning it would just overwhelm me and I would just let the like 60 days expire and just not return it and then I'd be left with this thing that I didn't Couldn't do anything with.
1: It's very real.
2: It's very real. (laughs) So that's like, those are like my basic life skills where, like, my mother, again, my mother is like, Becca, this is all this takes. You just have to do this and do this. And I'm like, "Eh, it's just too much for me. I just can't.
1: I think, yeah, I feel like I'm really bad at doing a lot of adult basic life things. Like, I'm, it's not what I'm good at. And it's my mom's wheelhouse for sure. Yeah. And I think that's why she still doesn't think of me as as a grown up because I'm not good at those. And I always tell her, pulling it back to the Bible, I always say, "Mom, I'm a Mary, not a Martha." Okay, <laughs> I would sit at Jesus's feet and speak to him and charm him. <laughs> I would not be in the kitchen working. Mother, okay, I'm a I, podcaster. I'm a creative. I'm a. An... I, I you're the Martha. You you make sure that everything functions so that I can exist. But <laughs> you know, I like to talk. <laughs>
2: Dude, yeah, my mom and Grayston's also pretty good at it. But yeah, my mom was at the house and sometimes she like talks to me like a child where she's like, Rebecca, if you don't get the sink fixed in the next week or so, your pipe's probably going to explode and you're going to have a much bigger problem. So can you please call it plumber? And I'm like, you're
1: like, I love exploding pipes.
2: (laughs) I'm like, that does sound like the right decision. But. I think I'll probably sit on Instagram instead of calling the plumber because that just sounds like a whole other thing
1: to deal with. Oh man! Oh so. well, wow, there's a lot. I got a lot. Good God! <laughs> Good
2: God! So yeah, that's kind of my that's that's kind of my my skill. I
1: think I think that's uh. I've never what? mowed I a, a lawn people-
2: before. Have you ever mowed a lawn?
1: I actually have, and it was very relaxing.
2: Mm, I haven't, I but haven't I was scared
1: of my before. little toesies the whole time. Very Ooh. afraid of sharp, and I was—I f- I felt like it was a safe situation that I had put myself in, but mm. I still was paranoid the whole time. I've seen too many horror films. Okay, scary makes me a little nervous. So yeah,
2: but yeah, <laughs> but- I never mowed a lawn. That's
1: a good one. All right, broads. So one of my biggest pet peeves is buying a gorgeous new ring and then two weeks later realizing it's turned my <laughs> finger green. <laughs> OK, we've all been there probably now more than ever with all the hand washing we've been doing. Wash your hands, broads. Um, and recently I've purchased some <laughs> new rings from Orate and I'm in love because not only are they the cutest, I'm probably 100 hand washes in and no green fingers to be seen. They're looking yes. as good as new.
2: I have their earrings and I can like wear them in the shower all the time. No issue. Anyway, or jewelry is insanely good quality and that's because they sell directly to you without the middleman. They can offer the exact same quality for a fraction of the cost music to my ears. Mm -hmm. And the pieces range from minimalistic single bands and hoop earrings to statement pieces and everything's ethically sourced and fairly priced. So, Orate's an amazing woman-founded company.
1: Love yeah, them. Yeah, love them. And I absolutely love their jewelry. Uh, could be on that website for hours and hours, like I said. Um, I bought some new rings from Orate, and they came the other day. And literally, I got complimented on them the day that same day at the grocery store. I may have been wearing a sweatshirt and running shorts and a mask, but my jewelry from Orate somehow made the whole outfit look put together. <laughs> and I already decided I'm going to be dropping some major hints when my birthday comes because I am dying for their gold infinity band. It is so cute. Um, Oh, and also, like you said, Becca, I actually purchased some Orate earrings years ago and some ear cuffs, and they are still just as gorgeous as the day I bought them because the quality is just top notch. And I, yeah, constantly showering in them, all that. Love them. Well, of
2: course, we have a code for you, Broads. You're going to get 15% off your first Orate purchase when you go to oratenewyork.com slash Broads, Orate New York dot com slash broads and use promo code broads that's spelled a u r a t e new york dot com slash broads and use promo code broads to save 15% off your first purchase
1: Well, Broads, it's no secret that we all have had some extra free time right now and are looking for ways to fill it. And I feel like I'm kind of I'm done with the TV watching. I went through my quarantine baking phase, a.k.a. eating just the cookie dough, (laughs) never getting to the actual baking part. Um, And I've walked around my neighborhood close to a million times. Uh, Lately, though, I've been feeling some of my downtime playing Best Fiends, the unique puzzle game unlike any other game out there. Um, Quarantine
2: is actually the first time I started exploring iPhone app games
1: and
2: I've been introduced to the wonderful world of best fiends. It's actually so fun. They've got cute little characters that you collect as you go and through the game, they add new levels every day. So no matter how little or how often you find yourself playing, you're never going to get bored And Plus, you don't need Wi-Fi to play, so that makes it even more convenient.
1: Yeah, and the new levels every day quite impressive. My goodness, you're never going to run out. Um, My favorite way to play Best Fiends is to compete with my little sister, because even though we live an hour away with each other, that sisterly competitive spirit runs very deep in our family. Love her. And I don't want to (laughs) brag... Or anything, but I definitely am beating her at this moment. And in general, I mean, she's normally beating me for weeks straight, but I'm going to take advantage of celebrating my small victory for this week. But aside now, neither of us are gamers, and we're still able to play this, which is one of the things I love about Best Fiends. Uh, you don't have to be a video game expert. It's fun for everyone, and I can't get enough of it right now.
2: Best Fiends has thousands of levels already, and with new levels, events and characters added every month... I mean, it's hours of fun right at your fingertips and you can even play offline. So with over 100 million downloads and tons of five star reviews, Best Fiends is a must play and you can download Best Fiends for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Free.
1: All right, let's see. Hi, brats. I'm so nervous to send this right now. Uh. Um, I've been listening for over a year now. Y'all are my go-to podcast. The only one I consistently listen to. I've turned all my friends on to y'all, so thank you so much. Um, I have a quick question about bachelor strategy. I'm 21 right now and I really want to audition for the bachelor in the next couple of years, but I know you have to find your niche to even be considered. Um, I guess my question is what's your best tips for anyone going through the audition process? Are there any do's, don'ts, no-nos, you know? How can we get ahead? Um, Yeah. Thank you so much. Chat soon. Becca, break it down. For all of our broads auditioning.
2: I think there is no tip, trick, and I wouldn't even like develop your niche or worry about any of that. I think what you've got to do is just be able to be authentically yourself and uh, expressive in your way and as much as you can on camera. I really think that's like the thing about getting casted. I really think you have to be able to just be yourself mm. while being filmed, while being interviewed by strangers. I think you just have to practice being as authentic as possible. Mm. Um, that's what I think. Unless you're just, you know, totally over the top theatrical, but even then, I don't know. I, I thought that the key, like, before I auditioned and before I met all the producers and stuff, I thought it would just be like, like, I thought everyone on the show was actors. And then once you're actually on the show and you're meeting the people there, you're like, no, some of these bitches are really just that crazy. And the producers, <laughs> like, saw that and casted them for that reason. They're like, you can't make this up. Um,
1: oh, my
0: God. But
2: seriously, like. Yeah. And so just be yourself and and don't try to fit into any box but i would say like you know if there's interesting things about you or your life definitely try to like showcase that in an authentic way
1: or just be like the snake girl and always be carrying around snakes (laughs) exactly exactly have
2: exactly yes, or you can. Like, <laughs> that's true. You can definitely develop a niche. For you'll sure. go home
1: probably night one, but you'll be the snake girl for the rest
2: exactly. of exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like I, I can see the intro package now. I love snakes, and they're just like going through her hair, like
1: yeah, and it shows just- up with snakes. The snake yeah. has a mask on. You have a mask on. You're going to your local coffee store. You're social distancing, of course. But then, like, the barista is afraid of your snake. And you're like, don't worry. We're ba-. like, yeah, it would be great. Uh- okay. I will
2: say, you know what? I did the, uh, I can't really give tips as, like, I did the um, in person casting, which I don't even know if they're doing that anymore. So this is actually important to note because I don't know if you've, like, I think ever they're seen doing...
1: Some con- I could be wrong, but I think they're doing Zoom, like, Audition casting right now. Oh, and okay. The sending or sending in a video.
2: Oh, maybe. okay. Interesting. Because yeah, I just went to the open casting, so I didn't make a video or anything. Like I literally just like walked in and met some people and talked to them for like 30 minutes. Um which is really interesting because when I auditioned, I was literally like you're sitting in a hallway, like you're sitting in a hallway of a hotel. And they have like the different hotel rooms, like producers and a camera in. And you're literally just waiting for your turn. And so I was watching as girls were going in and they were coming out in like two minutes. You know, they would go in the room, come out. And I remember I went in and they I literally just sat in front and they had a camera and it was just like two ladies. And they're like, so, um, you know, Becca, tell us about what do you do? It was literally like that. They're just like generic questions. What do you do? When was your last relationship? And like, can you tell us about why that relationship didn't work out? Or like, what? Do you have any siblings? Like, it's literally question. It was literally wow. questions like that in front of the camera. And I remember, I think one of the first questions they asked was, yeah, what do I do? I was like, so I'm a nanny and like blah, blah, blah. And uh, yeah, they just and I knew that was and they actually gave me like the thing for the next round they like gave it to me right there oh so wow! i got to strut out of that hotel room past all those just, bitches like got my forms
1: hey. i got my golden ticket <laughs>
2: uh but you'd be really surprised like how casual the casting process is like pretty much every step is just people like hey so let's chat which is also kind of intimidating
1: because then yeah, you're like sure. you're gonna go in the office and meet the producers and they're like so did you zhuzh up the questions at all or the answer your answers at all like, did you add a little spice? Like, they'd ask you a basic question, like, what do you do? And you'd be like, well, I, I'm a nanny, and, um, you know, I also like to rock climb. Were you just like, well, let me tell you, I'm exhausted because, ladies, I'm taking care of name it four children right now and No, I was just I just was like
2: no I was like I'm a nanny and and the, and I think they asked like why do you like it I'd be like honestly you know it's like I just I just was talking and I think that's why I say like just be yourself cuz I was yeah. just like Yeah, I'm a nanny. And like the reason why I love it is because it's not like an office job at all. Like it's the only job that I've ever had that changes every single day. And like and but at the same time, it's also enriching because you're like, and so, you know, I talk, I have a podcast with you. We yes. talk, so yeah. No, <laughs> anyway. you're
1: you're naturally you're naturally a wonderful speaker, but thank you if you're. Just, but no, yeah. my
2: point is that some contestants I've seen the videos they've sent in, and some of them do get like super creative and crazy just to I think like get producers' attention with their with the videos they send in. So I don't have any tips with that because I have seen some people get real creative. So well, I, I can't speak to that, but
1: Well, we had a like a broad who actually sent in her audition tape to us to get our opinion. Have you not gotten my my message yet?
2: is sent on an in Instagram?
1: I sent you an insta message. Okay, after this, you have to immediately go I will. And I'm going to shout you out right now. Emily Peck, if you don't get on this stupid show, <laughs> if you don't get on Matt James' this season, I will storm ABC headquarters. It's probably all via Zoom now, but I will do it. I will I will break the internet. I will make sure that, oh, we got to get Emily Peck on. We have to get her on Matt James' this season. Ch- change.org
2: petition if she doesn't make
1: it. Oh, yeah. Please. I'm going to flip. Franklin, I'm going to flip. Kitty baby,
2: he's now <laughs> everything's falling apart. Um, <laughs> whoops, what did I do? Oh, doing
1: it with her feet. Wow, there we go. I'm impressed, <laughs> those are the rock climbing skills right there.
2: <laughs> um, that's so fun though. But no, sorry, that was a that was kind of a long ramble and uh, didn't have anything super helpful. But I'm super think- stoked to listen to watch the broads audition videos.
1: I think, yeah, please send us if you have audition videos. Oh, for please. Sure. And and But I don't want them to get lost in the DMs. Send them to chattybrods at gmail.com. Please, please, please. I want the audition videos. Because they'd be so fun if any of you all get on the show, which I'm sure all of you will. Um, but to be able to be like, oh my God, and we, we've seen the audition videos, we can talk about you all on the podcast. It'd be so much fun. Love that. But, if Emily Peck doesn't get on, I have some major issues with you, ABC. And I already have a bunch. <laughs> just adding, just adding them to, Add the, to list.
2: the list. You're canceled.
1: I'm absolutely adding them to the list. Okay, you want to um, do
2: one more question and then yeah, wrap it?
1: You, or you want to do one audio, one uh, okay. one of these little? Because we, yeah. we got...
0: Yeah. Hi, Becca. Hi, Jess. I'm a big fan. My name's Brianna. And my question is mainly for Becca, but Jess can also answer this. So I am also from Fresno or around Fresno. I'm from Sanger, but it's pretty close to Fresno. And my question was, um, Becca, if you would have made it to hometowns, where would you have taken Ari? Because I always like to imagine if I were on The Bachelor, what the heck would I do if I made it to hometowns? There's nothing here. And Jess, where would you take the bachelor if you made it to hometowns? Thanks for listening. Bye.
1: So fun. Okay, so tell us about they, that Fresno landscape. Well, baby. they
2: they actually like the week or two before hometowns. I think it's the week before they asked me like, oh, if you like our hometowns, what? Because the date people are already scouting it, so I think they were like like I think, yeah, I think there was like six or seven girls the week so they they had before hometown i think they literally sent like date scouts out like for like the top eight girls or something to like try to figure out the dates because such a quick turnaround i guess i don't know but anyway so they asked me i think like one of the things in old town clovis which is like just outside of fresno um fresno adjacent there's like a whole strip of like really cute antique stores And so I was thinking that it would be fun because Old Town Clovis is sort of like a kind of like a Western, like little old town. Yeah. And there's like little kind of like saloon style bars. I mean, that's kind of an exaggeration. But yeah, I
1: mean, but you could judge them up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah.
2: You could like shoot pool and like walk through some antique stores and like try on old hats and do that kind of thing. I and like then that. also, which would so that would be kinda cute, there's also like a lot of lakes nearby. And I was thinking it'd be kinda fun, like there's a lake where we would also always like ditch school and drive up to the lake so we could like go out on a boat on the lake or something like that. And I'd be like, Oh my god, this is what I always used to do and like my free time in the summers and that kind of thing. I
1: like that. That would be nice. So- and I love like a like when they do Uh, oh what's her face remember Victoria F when they took that like photo together and they were dressed in like old-timey saloon and it actually turned out really cool (laughs) yes that kind of thing would be fun that's what I'm picturing that's what I'm picturing um I mean it from my okay so I grew up in Orange County um Southern Orange County I'm curious
2: what you would do too because I've lived where you're from
1: we would go on a like it would be um it would be a journey and we'd go we'd hit all like we'd become real housewives for the day and we'd hit all the real housewives <laughs> i'd be like here hold this martini and this we're going small to be quiet woman <laughs> i'm gonna throw a plate at you and scream then we're gonna go get some botox <laughs> there's some around the corner we're gonna get you a couple injections you're looking oh, a little
2: that's actually like a fun idea you could do like a spa day like uh, a spa day hop
1: there's a lot of spa things in orange county but i would want to take this person on a real housewives tour we'd hit all the hot spots you know (laughs) of course you have to hit the quiet woman we'd um go to um uh uh what's i always forget the name coto de casa where they all live (laughs) we do a nice little you know loop de -loop loop around there um And then I'd see how he handles it. And that would make me decide whether I like him or not. Um, And I'd make him hold a small dog the whole time and a martini glass for sure. Um, But for real, I, um, I probably take him to Laguna Beach. Yeah. And I mean, I grew up like in most for the most of my life in Dana Point. Right. Like which is touching Laguna Beach. It's more of like a little harbor off of Laguna. Um, And there's so much to do in Laguna. There's so many cute art galleries and the beach and like cliffs overlooking it there's, would be romantic.
2: There's also um, what's the little why can't I think of a oh Balboa Island in Newport too would be a fun date day.
1: Super fun you could go play and games cutesy. on the pier. Take mm-hmm. the ferry
2: across. Yeah.
1: Yes. That yes. Would be, yes. Yes. That
2: would be super cute. Um, I could
1: take him to where I had my like first proper kiss which was on the San Clemente pier. So you could take him down the San Clemente pier and be like I had my first kiss here. And that's Are you going to be my second? That's <laughs>
2: That's actually like a cute place, not like when people take them to like their high school and they're like, "Here's where I had my first kiss by the lockers." Let's recreate
1: it. (laughs) Let's see if we can get into the locker. (laughs) Like the
2: pier is actually like a good one.
1: It does smell a little bit like fish, but it is absolutely beautiful. Um. All right, can we do one final question? Yep. All right. So this is from Lane. And Lane says, OK, hi. First off, my favorite bitches ever. I even got my partner hooked. Love wow. that. <laughs> so my question is this. I've been with my partner for over two years and we live together, but I am bi and he is bi. I haven't been with women yet, but he has been with guys in quotes. Um, he's always wanted me to experience my sexuality and we have always talked about having an open relationship one day. Hmm. Um, what are y'all's thoughts on that? And when is a good time to make it happen? Uh, side note: I have a major crush on this girl I work with. Thank you, and I love y'all so much. Hmm. Love you, Lane. I think the well, interesting
2: question here is when is the right time to make it happen? Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like we've talked about this topic before. I yeah, don't have and we, like,
1: and we have someone coming up in a couple weeks who's more of an expert on the the matter. So that'll be good. But I think,
2: I mean, I think Justin and I are both like, yeah, I don't think we have any like thoughts one way or another. Like if it works for you. Great. Cool. I, th- I think it. Go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say, I think the most important piece to this always is that say. both partners want it equally.
2: That and you're on the same page in terms of what it's going to look like, which will probably yes. take like some actual like workshopping sit down and probably yeah. like experimentation like you may. Yeah. I mean, I just know that open relationships can look different for so many different people, like one of our guests who we had on, um, like her and her husband have a rule that like they can only sleep with a person one time and the other person can never know about it. So those are like super specific boundaries. And that's going to look totally different than with someone else that may have like, you know, like a boyfriend and a girlfriend or like, a you know, or there's no boundary, you know, like.
1: Right. Right. And if you're talking about having a major crush on a girl at work are when we're talking crush, are we are we talking about having sex or are you talking about maybe wanting to uh, uh, have a polyamorous relationship? Mm-hmm. If this is someone that you're interested in, you um, uh, relationship wise. so yeah, like you said, I think definitely like communication is so important in this um and and like Becca was saying, you know we've had numerous guests on who have been in open relationships and also certain friends of mine and every open relationship um that I've a uh, couple that I've chatted with it looks very different for everyone but it's so important to have a, like a through line of communication. Yeah. um so that one person isn't getting like the short end of the stick in the situation like it's important that both people want it equally that it's not like one person is like I think we should have an open relationship and the other person is like um I don't know okay I'm down to try it I think that that is sometimes when it might lead to hurt it's like no th- if you both are wanting one for sure well I
2: think it also maybe um I can imagine I haven't experienced it myself, but it could be hard too because maybe one person's attitude is like, I don't want to know about anyone you sleep with. Yes. And then the other person might be like, I want to know everything like because mm-hmm. that's going to what's going to make me feel more comfortable or like I've even heard of some people having boundaries where they're like, OK, you can have sex with people, but like you can't kiss them like that's just our thing. Like th- I think there's just. I think you both have to be willing to explore and change and shift depending on what each person's feeling comfortable with, but you can't do that unless you're both being honest.
0: Hmm.
1: Hmm. So yeah. So then, as 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 far as like when's a good time to do it, I mean, I think if you both are interested in having an open relationship, then start having those conversations now. And like Becca was saying too, I think if If really workshopping it is like it is something that's important, it's not like you don't have to necessarily flip the switch and be like, tomorrow we have an open relationship. It's like, well, just start having the conversations and kind of maybe slowly figuring out what works for both of you. I can imagine
2: too, it might be helpful to like explore small boundaries at a time. So be like, okay, we can now like kiss other people and then like talk about how that makes us feel when we know about, I don't know, like I would, I would. yeah maybe ease into it that way I don't maybe
1: maybe read a book together about it at like at the same time oh yeah a little book club once a week both start following uh uh, Instagram accounts that are focusing on open or polyamorous relationships any non-monogamous relationship like yeah and have those discussions and and start learning from all of those individuals who have yeah that's a good idea but we
2: don't have any firsthand experience
1: yeah (laughs) personally but
2: this is all very speculatory
1: on our
0: ends.
1: (laughs) we're speculating but um yeah I hope that helps in some way and let us know if you do how it's going I'm very interested like I said we're going to be having in a few weeks um a guest on who's going to be able to uh talk more thoroughly about this it would be
2: fun to sort of do like a roundtable episode too of having people like send in or like talking about their open relationship and what that looks like for them. Cause I would be so interested to hear about the range yes. of different like boundaries and like situations and all that kind of thing. I think it'd be really interesting to hear I from a variety love, of different
1: people. I love that idea. Okay. Broads, if you are currently in an open relationship, a non-monogamous
2: relationship, a yeah.
1: yes, a non-monogamous relationship, send us a, an email to ask the broads at gmail.com or chatty broads at gmail.com and i would i think that's a great episode idea i would love to hear the different variety
2: i am gonna ask i'm gonna be kind of bitchy and specific not like i'd like to hear from like established couples not like the thing when you're like yeah both of us are not exclusive and we like hook up and hit each other up every th- like thursday or friday
1: because uh, yes no, no no you know what i'm I, saying i know what you're saying yeah so so that people like our uh listener Lane here would know moving forward in like an established relationship yes. how that would look. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Had different different options and and experiences and all that. Yeah. We hear you. All right. Well the final is fuck Mary Kill, Nick vial, Ben Higgins, <laughs> or Ari.
2: <laughs> no, you're answering this. I'm pleading the fifth. I got two questions directed towards me. Here you go, Jess. Take it away.
1: Um I would. I, mine's sorry. probably going to
2: end up being like the same as yours anyway. Probably.
1: Sorry, Lauren. I would fuck Ari because <laughs> we've all heard the stories of that he's wonderful uh i would marry nick uh, because love nick know nick i'd feel the most comfortable getting into a, a relationship with him i suppose out of the three <laughs> and then i'd have to kill ben but you know what the reason is because i adore ben but it's because i know that somehow he would be able to regenerate and show up on the season somehow the next season <laughs> he'll be on <laughs> publicity, baby. Somehow. listen i ben don't know though because forever m-
2: Ben might be like a super doting Christian husband type, you know.
1: Yeah, and personally for me, that <laughs> would probably give me the ick. I've, if someone's too doting for me, I, I saw get the ick. Coming, I <laughs> you know say that. <laughs> just, I can't do it.
2: Yeah, I think. But, I, yeah,
1: but you know what, Ben? Pretty. You you live forever because you're Ben Higgins, and you have to appear in every single season of everything, and you're just Ben. And we love the you, new Ben. new Chris Harrison. And we love you, Ben. Um, <laughs> all right, broads. Well, there are still like so many questions and so many good questions. And now... Here's the deal. We're back to two episodes a week. Hey, and it's we can be, jump right into these. <laughs> and it's going to be quite a few weeks now until uh, Bachelorette starts. So we'll definitely be answering whether it be full-blown episode, more episodes like this. Let us know if you want more like this. Or at the end of maybe uh, an occasional episode, we'll continue to answer more questions like we were doing for a while there. So thank you so much for sending them. If we didn't Word. get your question this week, don't worry. They're all stored on my computer. Woo! Ready to go. All right, broads. Thanks so much for sending your questions, yeah, Broad. Thank Thanks for you. organizing them, Jess and Becca. Thank you for handling everything that you're handling and and look at that precious little nugget. Oh, look at him! Breastfeeding, holding, burping, setting up the audio through Mercury retro Mercury oh, retrograde. Stop it. Ruthing, stop it! Stop looking stop like it. a snack. And did a you path. say Ruthing?
2: I like Ruthing. That. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to use that. Well thanks broads and uh we'll chat soon we'll see you tuesday stoked
1: we'll chat
0: soon